Welcome to Connect Church. We're a new church in the East Windsor Heightstown area, and we're a church that is looking to connect to Jesus and community. We're so glad you've joined us. Hi, Connect Church. This is Fabian Calapooch. I serve as the New Jersey Ministry Network Missions Director and Youth Director. The New Jersey Ministry Network is a group of about 250 Assembly of God churches that Connect Church is a part of. And we're excited because uh, about a month ago I was there, as a, a month and a half ago as uh, you guys launched there in the Windsor area. Excited to see what God's doing and also excited to bring you the word today. Pastor Frank Levero and Dave Amendola asked me to uh, share this part of the Culture Shock series. And the Culture Shock series, uh, what I'm going to be discussing with you about today is slowing down to listen to God. We live in a rat race. Um, we are always running off to take this one there, take this one there. I mean, pre-COVID-19, it was that crazy, and now things are starting to pick up a little bit. Uh, and, and so as uh, we have a crazy life, sometimes it's hard to stop and listen. And it's pretty interesting, even uh, in the political and uh, social tenure, it's interesting to hear that people talk at each other and don't talk with each other. And so that's a shock to the culture to actually sit and to listen to somebody. And so um, I want to share a couple of thoughts with you. The scriptures talk about being still and knowing that he is God. Um, and it's interesting that as we're preparing for Christmas, uh, one of my favorite stories about Christmas is how the angels came to the shepherds. Now the shepherds, they were uh, watching their sheep at night, so nobody was around. So they had time to listen. They had time to sit and listen. And God chooses to speak to us in those times that we can listen. As a matter of fact, the passage of scripture that we are going to be sharing today comes out of the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 1 through 5. And it says this, I am the good shepherd. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Now pay attention, because verses 3 through 5 are where we're going to hone in on today. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him. So they don't know the voice of strangers. So let me just give you a little context. In John chapter 10, uh, the previous chapter, in chapter 9, uh, Jesus has this conversation with the Pharisees or the leaders of the uh, religious uh, order of that day. And so uh, they are sharing things that uh, aren't necessarily scriptural. They're, they're trying to accuse Jesus of different things. So Jesus begins to make a difference between those shepherds, the false shepherds, and the good shepherd. And so he begins by talking about the good shepherd in chapter 10 and that those that hear the voice of the good shepherd, they know who that shepherd is. They don't don't know the voices of those that are false shepherds. Uh, chapter 10 verse 3 is a beautiful picture. It talks about uh, the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. Uh, the picture is this. This is kind of the tradition of what took place in biblical days. So there would be a group of shepherds that kind of worked the same area together and at night they would bring their flocks together and they would leave their flocks with another shepherd. 
And in the morning when they would come after a night's rest, they would come and they would begin to call out their sheep by name. And so they would take them back to graze and back to work where they, uh, where they belong. And so each of these, uh, in Eastern shepherds being accustomed to giving names to their sheep. I mean, I don't know what they called the sheep. Maybe they called one Fluffy, the other one Whitey, the other one Spotty. I don't know what the, the names were. Bad dad jokes. I apologize for those. But each of those sheep had a name. Um, and, and Jesus, the true shepherd, provides personal care for his sheep by calling them by name. As a matter of fact, I love what the psalmist David writes in Psalm 139. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and you've known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. I love verse 13 and 14 as we jump down a little bit. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Wow, God knows the intricate part of each and every one of us. I mean, I'm a person, I'm a people person, so I, I like getting mail. Anybody like getting mail? Mail is that thing that comes in the white truck and drops off. Mail is also uh, not really common in today's day and age. Everything's via email. But everybody back in the day, we used to love going to that mailbox and getting a personalized note from somebody, taking the time to write it out and to put a stamp on it and to send it. Those uh, uh, form letters that we get that to whom it may concern, we don't care about those as much as we care. The, the dear Fabians or the dear Franks, the dear Daves, or the dear Angelas, those are the ones that we kind of take attention to because the person took the time to write those letters to us. And so uh, it's nice to, 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 for someone to know your name and to send you a personal note. Another thing that we kind of see here is Jesus, the true shepherd, provides leadership and protection for his sheep. Now note what Jesus does here. He doesn't come from behind the sheep, but it says that he goes in front of the sheep and he leads those sheep uh, out of experience. And, and Jesus went before us. The Bible tells us about how Jesus was a man of sorrows. Jesus was rejected. He was despised by men. Those are all feelings that we have all gone through. And you know what? We have a high priest who sympathizes with the things that we go through because he has gone before us. I'm a person that loves word pictures and examples, and not too long ago, I was in the uh, country of Tanzania, and we, we were going to a particular location where they were going to put a water well in, and as we're driving up to this location, there's herds of sheep all over, and these little 12 to 13-year-old boys are the shepherds, and, and we're coming up on this one road, and there's this particular, this herd of sheep that is just right in front of us, and they're coming right at us, and you know what? The little guy is behind the sheep, smacking them with the stick, and telling them from a distance how to go. And the opposite, a couple of miles down the road, we come up and there's this little boy stopping in front of the, the street, they're stopping on the side of the street so that his sheep wouldn't cross in front of us so that we could pass through. That's the difference between a shepherd who leads from behind and doesn't see what's ahead and one who leads from uh, up front. So as we are preparing to hear his voice, it's good to know the credibility that we have a shepherd that has gone before us. Now, the shepherd sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they flee from strangers whom they don't know. John 10, 4 through 5 says this, The sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of stranger. Now the question is, how do we take time to learn his voice and listen? 
Everything I've shared with you up until now kind of sets this up. I want you to kind of hone in and kind of lean into what I'm going to be sharing for the next few moments here. The question is, how do we take time to learn and to listen? This is a quote by Adam McHugh. He says, the universe crackles with the sound of God's voice. A listening conversational relationship with God should be the most natural thing in the world. That should be the most natural thing in the world is to have conversation with God. We were created to have relationship with God. God created mankind so that mankind could have that conversation with him day in and day out. Angels, they worship God, uh, but they don't have conversation with him the way humanity uh, has. God speaks. How does God speak? He speaks through creation. Have you ever sat there and driven through some of those gorgeous uh, sunsets or some of the mountains uh, out, out west. Uh, I love the Pacific Rim. I love seeing Mount Rainier and some other places. I love the places that I have traveled and all of the heavens declare the glory of God. So creation speaks to us. Scripture speaks through us. Sometimes God uses people to speak through us. Uh, circumstances. But out of all the ways that God has spoken throughout all of eternity, the most important and clearest is through his son, Jesus Christ. In the Gospel of John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that means Jesus came from heaven to dwell among us. The Word came to dwell among us. Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the full expression of God. We don't need anything but Jesus so that he can speak to us. He's the exact representation of his being. Do you know that God uh, is what, what God is like? Look at Jesus and listen to him. If you want to know what God is like, Look and listen to him. How do you listen to him? Well, we listen to him by reading his word. Why don't we hear him? It's because we aren't listening. You see, this is easily the biggest problem. As a matter of fact, in the Bible, 400 times, 400 times we hear uh, the word listen. Uh, verses in Isaiah 42, 20 that say this. You have seen my things, but you pay no attention. Your ears are open, but you do not listen. You see it. But do, don't pay attention. You hear it, but you don't listen. Another one of the prophets, Jeremiah, says this in verse uh, chapter 7, verse 13. While you were doing all these things, declares the Lord, I spoke to you again and again, but you did not listen. I called you, but you did not answer. I spoke to you again and again, but you didn't listen. So if you don't hear God's voice, the question is plain and simple. Are you listening? How do we listen? Well, I love what Mark Batterson says. This is an example that he has used throughout the years, and it's kind of spoken to me. Um, we all have cell phones, and every one of us, whether we're sitting, it's funny, you sit there and go into a place, and two individuals are sitting next to one another, and they're on their phone. You wonder if they're actually talking to each other, or whatever the case might be, via text. But cell phones have this little thing that we call a, a, a bar, that kind of, uh, there's one bar, two bars, three bars, four bars, no bars, and then there's no service. Uh, so here's what Mark Batterson said, that God is always speaking, and it is true. He has always been speaking from Genesis chapter 1, when he spoke the world into existence, up until now, God has always spoken. The question is, are we listening? Are we in a place to listen? And just like with the cell phone, sometimes when the, your coverage isn't that great, some, some of you have Verizon, some of you have T-Mobile, whatever the case might be, but you're looking for as many bars as you possibly can to get the clearest of reception. So when we want to listen to God or when we need to listen to God, we need to put ourselves in a place where we can hear Him and listen. Go to a place, not physically, to, but a, to a place spiritually where we can listen to Him. Now, there are two examples of listening. There's what you would call passive listening and active listening. Now, passive 
uh, is, is just hearing but not paying attention. Uh, there's a big difference in listening uh, uh, to speak versus listening to understand. And I tell you, if you want to sit there and watch uh, two people go at it uh, in a news meeting where they're trying to speak to difference. And, and just the other day, my wife and I were watching a, a particular topic that was being discussed and nobody was listening to the other person. If they were just to stop, it was passive listening. So you listen to say something. You know what, we're all guilty of that every once in a while when we having a conversation with somebody and that person's saying something and we're really not listening to what they're saying. We're just listening to what we are going to say in response to what they're listening to. That is not, uh, active listening, that's passive listening. President Franklin Roosevelt, apparently, sometime after being president for a very long time, got tired of smiling and uh, saying the trademark Roosevelt things that everybody expected him to do at the White House receptions. So one evening, he decided to find out whether anybody was really listening to anything he was saying. As each person came up to shake his hand, he would flash that big Roosevelt smile and say, I murdered my grandmother this morning. People who automatically respond with comments like, oh, that's so lovely, or just continue your great work, Mr. President. Nobody listened to what he was actually saying, except for one foreign diplomat. When the president said, I murdered my grandmother this morning, the diplomat responded softly, I'm sure she had it coming. Again, another bad dad joke. I'm sorry about that, but it does make sense. Have you ever been in that place where you're trying to have a conversation with somebody and that person isn't listening? Well, that's called passive listening. Now, active listening on the other side is being attentive and intentional in the listening. Listening is a position of posture, okay? The psalmist uses the word incline. Lord, incline your ear towards me. And so as we see uh, uh, this particular, basically, the body language implied is that I'm leaning forward to hear you. If you've ever sat at a table in a conversation with somebody and somebody just kind of goes from the relaxed foot to kind of forward, they are really intent in what you're wanting to say. Uh, we should do the same when we're listening to the voice of God. We need to incline. We need to uh, put ourselves, lean into what he's saying. Now, that I've said all of that, you have active versus passive. You know that Jesus has a voice because he's led before us and he's the voice we should listen to. What are some practical things that we can do in learning to hear the voice of God? Um, here are some things that I think are important. Number one is scripture reading. <laughs> That's the word of God right there for us. Every word Jesus ever spoke is right there. The, the de devotional practice of reading and absorbing the scriptures Okay, uh, it, it, it helps in memorizing, it helps in reciting and responding with intention for the mind to remember and be renewed in growth, spiritual growth. I, I gotta be honest with you, there are times where I'm going through something and I have no clue where that scripture, but from years ago, I memorized that scripture in the back of my memory. And as I'm going through that, that scripture comes to mind. And it's because it's in my spirit. And it's because I've heard it. And because I've taken the time to listen to it. James 1.25 says, But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Oh, that's one of my favorite passages because it says this. It says the word of God or, or listening to God is like looking in the mirror. He's telling you exactly what you look like. He's telling you exactly what you need to look like. And we so often walk away from the word of God, not making any changes. The second way that we listen is through, through meditation. Well, you said, well, that sounds a little creepy. No, meditation isn't creepy. Meditation is actually taking into consideration the words that you've read. 
Have you ever done that with maybe somebody who has given a speech or maybe a conversation that you've had with somebody and you've driven away and those words are there and you're just thinking and you're processing those words? That's all meditation is. is taking the words that Jesus has given us in his Bible and meditating on them, thinking on them, making them, uh, taking them into a deeper meaning. Joshua 1.8 says, this is the book of the law. And it shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. I think it's kind of almost test preparation, uh, because it helps us in life situations that we meditate and we think through the things. Third is prayer. Prayer doesn't necessarily have to be a one-way conversation. Prayer has to be a time of talking and listening. God desires that. God inclines his ear. God, I talked about it earlier. God takes that position and that posture of, I love Isaiah. Isaiah says, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Come, let's sit down. Let's reason. Let's have conversation. That's what prayer is all about. Prayer is conversation, not a one-way conversation. Have you ever sat with somebody and all they did was talk, 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 and they're done and they walk away? That's not how God desires for us to hear his voice. Another way is journaling, the practice of writing personal thoughts, remembrances, reflections, experiences. There are books that I have of times that I wrote down and I just think and I process and I Think of what's going on and the, the word that I've read and the time that I've meditated and the experience that I'm going through that God is trying to speak to me. And that's another time that I kind of, uh, I believe in journaling. Psalm 143, verse 5. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. You see, but that takes time. That takes time. Reading the word of God takes time. Journaling takes time. Prayer takes time. Meditation takes time. Another thing that I, that, is, that is, is good for us to hear is, or helps us in listening is fasting. The practice of temporarily putting aside, pushing the plate aside, or pushing some activity aside that consumes us. It might be watching TV. It might be, uh, it might be eating. It might be different things like that. What we're doing is instead of taking that time, we're taking that time to listen. Instead of taking that time to do the things we like to do, taking that time to listen and to hear what God is saying. And then Sabbath. Sabbath is important. We in this culture don't know how to take a Sabbath. What is a Sabbath? Well, it's Sunday. No, Sabbath isn't necessarily Sunday. Sabbath is a day of rest. It's a rhythm that God created us to do. Six days of work, one day of rest. Six days of work, one day of rest. And if we're not taking that Sabbath, our rhythm is off. And we can't hear. We work so hard. We're running all the time. All God is saying, be still and know that I am God. And as we follow through with these things and we take the time and understand that we have a God who wants to talk to us. He wants to talk to us. He wants us to, 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 to listen to what he has to say. He's gone before us, so what he says to us is credible, okay? He doesn't want us to be uh, passive listeners, but to be active listeners. And as we're active listeners, we are listening to understand what his will is for our life. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. They're plans for a hope and for a future. Wouldn't you like to sit down and find out what those plans are? And you know what? The only time you can do that is by taking the time and being intentional. Listening creates a, a, a desire to be intentional. Intentionality is the key to listening. You won't just get up one day and say, I'm going to listen. You have to sit there and say, you know what? I'm going to take the time. 
I'm going to sit with my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to journal. I'm going to take the time, and I'm going to listen to the voice of God. And as we listen to that voice, and we hear that voice, he directs every path that we take. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for this group at Connect. I thank you, Lord, that in this culture of, uh, of a rat race that we live in, in this culture of everything being so quick and instant and not really taking the time that, God, we would take the time to listen. Lord, for as we listen, we will hear your voice. And as you share your words with us, oh God, you will direct every path that we have, oh God. Oh, I love Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. To trust in you, leaning not on our own understanding, to acknowledge you in all our ways, and you shall direct our paths, oh God. And Father, the way that you direct our paths is through listening and taking the time to hear what your spirit is saying. God, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this encourages you to take your next steps in your faith journey with God. You can check us out more on connectchurchnj.com. Have a great day.